What if they started selling bedazzlers again? Oh, shit. And the crimpers. And then the the people would bedazzle little crystal meth rocks on their stuff. And, like, it's a totally new smuggling show. And Arizona, they would be smoking. They would be smoking their necklace, though. I saw a well, yeah, eventually, ago. but like one rock like at a can- time. Like the, can- like the candy <laughs> necklace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the rocks, rocks, rocks. Rock candy. <laughs> rock, you rock, know? rock. <laughs> crack rock candy. Crack rock, crack, crack. <laughs> What if the crystal meth culture that we currently enjoy, uh, the, the fashion choices associated with that culture, I feel have origins in... The Glamour Shots Enterprise uh, of the, what, mid to late 90s? Is that when that was popular, I think? What if, what if Glamour Shots started today's crystal, m- crystal meth culture, uh, fashion culture? I, I'm going to buy into all of that because uh, I just feel like anybody that's ever had a Glamour Shot is now on crystal meth. Got it. Oh, Jesus. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's run its course. Let's move on. <laughs> move on. Um, I do lots so, of sets about my swamp ass. So you prefer? <laughs> so do you prefer dry heat or wet? Heat? I would much prefer dry. Right. What if Thank visitors? You, dry, uh-huh. I'm the same. Yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. I only want to be wet for one reason. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crystal All right, meth. save it. Save <laughs> it. Crystal meth. Because yeah. I'm at the splash yes. pad. Mm, mm, it doubles as a bidet. All right. Yeah. <laughs> What if visitors from another planet came down here and just melted in the heat? I feel like that would be like the shittiest spaceship ever. I don't know. You kind of have to have to withstand a whole lot of. Because you got to like. I don't want to get like scientific or anything about it. (laughs) It has to at least make sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a little. I mean, I don't don't want to be that guy who's like at the movie with you. And it's like, you know, there's no sound in space. It's like, (laughs) shut the fuck up. But are the aliens known to land in the desert? So I think so. I think that's the whole thing. Because all the ships seem to fly into the ocean. So how the fuck are they landing in the desert? Uh, I want to know. Or do they just walk here? I don't know. I don't know. I listen to a lot of like podcasts about cryptids and conspiracy theories and shit like that. And I did not really like believe in the UFO stuff until I moved here. And I can tell you. you. (laughs) UFOs are real. real. They're fucked. They're they're fucking real. They're Thanks. fucking real. And we don't know what they're from. They could be government. They could be. All we're saying is there's some unknown shit flying it, in and out of oceans, y- in yes. the deserts. I don't know. And, and I'm not saying that it's not just a group of, of tricksy birds right. up there holding a mirror the over somebody who's getting their glamour shots done and it's just sequins <laughs> everywhere or whatever. I don't know that. There's fucking smoking birds. There's something out there. I've seen the lights well, in the sky. You know what the Phoenix lights? There's like a fucking a whole documentary a on whole this thing. on Amazon yeah. or something. There's yeah. whole pyramids here the, that people don't even know about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and isn't there like an underground. There's pyramids here that people don't know. Go, like a government military bunker or something between here and Sedona, I, I think. That's, that's the. Uh, the bunker. That's where we throw the open mic. Oh, and, uh, okay. Dice are gotcha. just <laughs> south of Van Buren. So get your uh, <laughs> glamour shots ready and your <laughs> anal probes because here, here we go! This episode is filmed in front of a studio audience and it's brought to you by Aguila's Hit Away. The Lighthouse Keep Up! <laughs> What up, y'all? Welcome back to the Dumb Podcast. I am Don Dario. And I'm Kev the All-Star. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Let's just get it started. Today, we've got some awesome guests here yes. with us. Uh, we've got Saskia B. from the Ooh, comedy scene here in me. Phoenix. Give it up. That's me. I'm a woman. <laughs> I'm a woman. <laughs> She's a woman. She's also got a camera directly in front of her. Yeah. Like that <laughs> she can promote can into see, that one. I can see my own face in that <laughs> one over there. I'm like a fucking parakeet. I just yeah. want mirrors everywhere so I can just be like, Just ah. seeing that. What I look like. What I like. <laughs> what's, what's her name in uh, 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 Nemo that she always swims into Dory. the fucking Dory? Yeah. There you go. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Yeah. Oh, hello. Hi. Oh. <laughs> and along with her, uh, uh, her comedy buddy and now our comedy, comedy buddy yes, as well. Yes. Uh, just flew Junior in, just Cook. Like Ju- Junior Cook, my bad. Thank you. Thank you. My bad. 
Yeah, it's great, great to be I here. Had from where? I interrupted. <laughs> I was just saying he flew in. That's all. I don't know where the fuck <laughs> where he flew in. Where did you fly in from? <laughs> I flew space. in from Alabama. Oh, space. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> well, what part of Alabama? Yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. Like okay. the only you, liberal part of Alabama. Okay. Are you serious? Yes, the only. The rest of it's just red and. And <laughs> even the dirt's red there. Jesus. So. Oh, jeez. I, mean, I got bad. two good buddies that live there. One in Gulf, Gulf Shores, Gulf Alabama. Shores and another one in Mobile, Alabama. Mobile. And he says, yeah. you're always Kicks welcome there, ass, buddy. Yeah. And I'm like, the fuck I... <laughs> fuck no. Well, His dad gave me a pass. He said, as long as you're there visiting my son, you have nothing to worry about. Oh, well, I went, right. what the fuck? Yeah, I definitely won't like, lock my door <laughs> at night for that. I love y'all, yeah. but damn. <laughs> How is it? How's the heat here compared welcome. to? Oh yeah, welcome. welcome. The how heat. Is, how is the heat? The heat here is not a big deal. To no. Me. It is, I, I, I mean, I saw. I looked at the news and they were talking about how it's going to be record one fifteen this weekend. I thought they need to come to Alabama. No. Because. No. For sure. Even when it's hot there. The humidity is just so oppressive. Mm. I mean, it's it's so oppressive. It's almost downright homophobic. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just that bad. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> you walk out the door and you're wet. Oh, it's breathing soup. Yes. Sensation. Yes. Yeah. And you also can't. You, you, you did you grow up in? I uh, okay. So Alabama? I like to say Alabama I'm from native. here and there. Yeah. Uh, I was born in Alabama. Yeah. I I didn't uh, really spend my formative years there. I grew up in Orlando, Florida. Oh, okay. So that's where I lost a lot of my accent, and then met mm. people who were not white, which was cool. But high school. Um, yeah. High yeah. school in Alabama. Yeah. Um, I did. I started high school in Florida, but I finished high school in Alabama, and I did attend the University of Alabama and graduated from there in nice. 2003. And then I worked for the University of Alabama for 12 years. Oh, doing what? Oh. I worked in the college. No, no, no. I, I worked in the College of Engineering. I was like a very studious young adult i was yeah. like i'm going to you know do do what i'm supposed to do i'm yes. going to go get my degree I because i'm supposed to do that and right. then <laughs> i'm going to go get a job and get vested in a retirement and um the reason why i started working at ua was because my husband wanted to pursue a mechanical engineering degree oh, sure. and if you work at the university you get a tuition benefit uh, yeah. so i was like well i'm not doing anything else i was like bartending or something at the time yep. it's like a college degree bartender i, I don't yep. i don't sounds, know I had, I had no plan yep. i had legit. no plan yep. i i got through school because i was supposed to and then i was like all right i'm gonna just goof off for a minute um i know so i started working there to get my husband through school and by the time he finished his degree I had taken over the scholarship department for the College of Engineering. So I was running like a $6 million scholarship department by myself. In Alabama. So I was the only person in that college that was doing that. Um, But it it ended up being such a good arrangement because they were going to let me work from home. Mm. So I worked from home for eight years. And this is like way pre-COVID before everybody was working from home. So I had a really good gig going. And then now that I don't. No Zoom even? Yeah. No. no, Yeah. None of that shit. Yeah. It was pre-Zoom. Zoom. I didn't have to, God, yeah, it, like people were having to come in and like sit at their desk and clock in. And Fuck I'm yeah. like the smart one who was like, you could just log in through the VPN and clock in from fucking anywhere, <laughs> which I did a lot. I spent the last several years that I worked at UA at the zoo most of the fucking time. <laughs> Shout out University of Alabama. Uh, oh, that's amazing. That I remember. Yes. Yeah. Did you, Wait, how did you know guys that long? Oh, yeah. How, yeah, yeah. how far? Yeah. Yeah. How did you guys like me? Was it at through this comedy? We started comedy at the, same time. at the same time. We attended the same. We weren't in the same class, but it was yes. the same enterprise um, where our instructor, David Grissom, he was running a thing called Positively Funny Improv at the time. And he was doing stand up classes and improv classes. And uh, it was a thing where I'd always wanted to do stand up and try it. And I think my husband was working out of state at the time. So I was like, well, this will kill some time. And then, you know, got the bug. Hell, you got the The, bug. Got the little funny bug up my butt. Speaking speaking of the bug, catching the bug, what prompted you to say, I'm going to go get on the stage? 
Uh, people have been telling me to do it since I was a kid. Like literally in eighth grade, people were like, you should do stand up. And I was like, I guess probably. Yeah. And I never really did it because, again, I was being a very responsible young adult and mm-hmm. getting through my degree program and getting my life in order and all of those dream, things. Right. right yeah. all of that Graduate shit. high school, go to college, like, get married, oh have God. babies, like, retire. Next, we need to talk about how home ownership is the biggest fucking scam <laughs> yeah. in American society. Oh, like shit. it's That's it's, not the American dream. Don't hurt my bubble oh, it's, right it's now. It's just the, a scam. It's, it's the dream if you Debt do it Debt for right. life. Yeah. Well, what it is is people Kinda. don't factor in the cost of like maintenance. <laughs> maintenance, your maintenance. maintenance is what crushes Yes, you. yeah. And then decorating the fucking thing. It, it, yeah. Insurance. 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 Oh, and not to mention if you live. And then putting up with your HOA. Yeah, if you live in the uh, in the suburbs, then you're commuting, you know, wherever. Uh, especially gas, here travel, in wear, tear. Yeah, all of that. Shitty ass so, neighbors. Uh-huh. Yep. But we moved downtown very recently, so we're oh, like in the middle of everything. Wow. I will not get in the car unless I absolutely have to. That's awesome. Uh, and if you can learn public transit. Like from your yeah, little your spot set. in the city, you should be pretty good. And you know, jump in the car if you're making that yeah. that distant drive. Junior, what about you? What? Did, why did you want to start comedy? Same your, reasons. Yeah. Everybody. My mom tried to push me in high school to do to go out and do stand up, and I thought. I don't have time for that. I need to get laid. And, uh, you know, that's what, there's where my mind was. My mind was like, I want to get a job, make money, get laid. That's all I was thinking about at the time. So, and <laughs> it really was the truth. It really was. Some people so. use their job money to get laid. Yeah. Well, the some smartest. people make their money. The fifth on that one. Oh, no. <laughs> some, some people make their money by. I was young, so I didn't have to. I do now. So, <laughs> fair I do enough. now. So you guys started at the exact same time. How many years ago was this? How many years oh, are you in now? We're five years in now. Five, five years, years yeah. in Dang. together at the same time. Yeah. That's freaking yeah. awesome. So have you yeah. touched the stage in uh, Florida? You uh, said you lived there a little while? Or oh, no. That, pre- that was when I was a kid. That's pre- that, yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't think I've been back. Oh, so you never then. went back since the couple years in well, high school? I, um, no, I had a lot of friends there that I'm still in touch with on Facebook and stuff. And even... Uh, when my husband and I were still newlyweds, we were going down to Florida because I had friends getting married. We drove down to Key West, 17-hour drive. Um, you better like the person in the car. So worth it, though, <laughs> because Key West, have, I mean, my friend got married at the Ernest Hemingway uh, house with the six-toed cats in the garden, and she had this, like, gorgeous dress and, like, the it was seafood and just, uh, it, was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was delicious. It was delicious. So I still really love Florida. I just don't have any reason to go back anymore. Got you. And they've got some great clothing optional resorts there oh. that are amazing. <laughs> yeah. In Florida? In Key West. In Key West. Yeah. Really? You're, yeah. His grandpa sends me a card every year. Ah! So what I heard here, so, so what I heard here <laughs> is that uh, if you're somebody and you're a friend of Saski, why are Saskia, why aren't you booking her there? Pretty sure you'd go back for a book show, right? Uh, I don't know anybody who does comedy there. Everybody now. knows somebody. Well, though. I'm sure, they but own a club in Florida. But like, also, I right? don't want to. No, so. <laughs> no, really, no show. Like, if it was. I mean, no, yeah. If, if somebody booked me and you know paid my way out there okay. and all of okay. that good stuff, That's sure. But. I don't have a fan base there. I mean, if I go back to Birmingham, I could probably get somebody to come and see me. But if I go back to Orlando, everybody that ever lived in Orlando when I was there, they live all over different places now. You wouldn't know that many people. So you're saying that you lost your your accent in uh, Florida. Uh Uh-huh. Do you? Because, like, when I'm... I go back home, or I go in the hood, or yeah. I have some, all of a sudden it's orale and ese, and all and it just <laughs> comes back. Do you feel like because uh, now you bet, you, bet. you've got somebody with the accent around you? Does it start kind of? I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm not like cognizant of it, but I probably will slide into it. I do. I do put it on sometimes, yeah. like to do a set just for funsies or whatever. Yeah. Um, I also think if I'm just particularly mad with my guard down i probably get a little bit country but um most of the time i'm i'm i speak like you this speak yeah <laughs> she didn't grow up in the sticks like i did uh, no. i mean okay. i grew up in rural alabama yeah is that small what small town is it southeast where is northwest it? alabama winston county it's a little small town called haleyville 
Okay. It's called the home of 911. It, it was oh. the very first 911 call ever Are you made. Serious? Now it's the home of crystal meth. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> nice. but yeah. So, um, Sasia was telling me that you might move though. I do. I, I need to move. Yes. Yeah, I need, to, need big, to move move to a bigger city. Why? So you still live move in here, that move here, same move city. Here, move here, I do. Move here. Oh, wow. Why? I do move still live there. Yes. Why do you want to move and why don't you move? I want to move because uh, the market in Alabama, the comedy market, is very small, mm-hmm. uh, and traveling is not—it's just not fun because yeah. you have to go it's farther. Hours and hours to the next you. market yes. from Birmingham. You're either going to Atlanta, which is three hours away, or Huntsville, which is what two hours? Two hours. Yeah. Two yeah. hours yeah. to Huntsville. Yeah. Fun and fact: the only three. other stand-up live is in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yep. In Nashville, Atlanta, Nashville's three hours. Atlanta's two and a half hours. Uh, Florida's three, four hours to like Mobile, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, and I don't know anybody that goes to Mississippi. I really don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm scared to go to Mississippi myself. So, what are some of your options if you say if you were to move today, tomorrow? Oh God, that's I guess. Phoenix. You'll come and live yeah. in my guest room until Nashville. we find somebody okay. to to take you in. Do you think my accent would be okay out here? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's a fucking melting pot. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. Yes. I think one of the... Okay, here's... I'm going to give you guys... You wanted to get laid. A weird... <laughs> 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 There's also a much uh, twinkier gay community here, just so you know. Uh, um, Charlie's, so. first of all. <laughs> take them. Yeah, there's like uh, I don't know. I guess Alabama gays are just different than like big city gays. But Cold, anyway, Alabama you. gays are different than big city <laughs> gays. Oh, that needs to be a name of a podcast. Oh yeah, they're Alabama they're, gays are hardworking. Just Alabama I gays, just leave it like that. that. Alabama gays are oh, they are a mess. Lots of married men they're who probably real tough. Love though. to play on the hay side. throwers. Mm-hmm. Like if, I'm thinking that country. I'm just oh. thinking about. The, yeah, it I think most like a, of it is just like the head of a church who it's it's just a oh, side. Oh, it's behind the scene gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not gay. I, got, I'm, I'm with the, I have start, a wife and kids. Did we just no, start it's a to thing. say, oh, it's a thing. So yeah. you say Alabama. But like you said, they're hidden. They're married. That they play the straight life. On the back. Mm-hmm. A lot of down low. That's horrible. A lot of down low. That's Alabama gay. Still cheating. They're not very Still liberated. Cheating, but no. Yeah. yeah, behind the books. Mm-hmm. We learned something. This is why it's called a dumb podcast. Because we learned. They're the, they're, those are the those are the those are the gays that. So I'm, I'm, anyway, I, I, I do social work, right? So okay. I learn a lot of shit that I just never knew about. Sure. And um, so because gays have been around for a really really long time, you, you know. Don't but with say. the movement now, it's yeah. so people are out, right? But you hear these stories of just how people didn't come out and they just lived this falsified oh, life man. when all they had so to do sure. was just make a choice and be who the fuck they are. Right. Well, you say that, but it's but a lot exactly. more complicated. It's a lot than more that. complicated. Yeah, it I is. Mean, it really is. When I I yeah. came out like literally like six months ago, I came out back in October or something as bi, which okay. it was never something that I, it was not nothing I even realized about myself. Um, but it, it in the process of of discovering that about myself and then becoming public with that information it gave me so much compassion for people who have lived the exact kind of life that you're talking about Mm -hmm. which is closeted and shameful or being shamed by other people even if you're not ashamed of it yourself you know um and i just have a lot of respect for people that are brave enough to to say it out loud and take those first steps because those are the ones that empower the rest of us Mm -hmm. yep to be comfortable uh, in yeah. from, skin. from what I've heard it's a big one is the family like you know losing yeah. your family you oh know, yeah yeah people, oh, parents God. pushing you right out the house or all kinds of stuff it's heartbreaking the stranger is one thing you know like yeah, who really right. who gives a shit sure. fuck you you know but when it's people you love and they oh, no, they yeah. love you but think think about being you? disowned <laughs> yeah. by you the people I mean? that brought yes. you into right. the world right. and they don't love you anymore because of that. Right. Yeah. Because of who you choose to love. Yeah. That <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Junior, did you have anyway. to go through any of that with your family or your friends or anything uh, like that? I mean, 
I don't know what it is. As a kid, I think other children can sense it out of you. Mm-hmm. So because so I was already name called before I even knew I was mm-hmm. gay. Mm-hmm. But I rem- I knew I was different. Uh, I did still try to date girls in high school, you know, just because I wanted to give it a try. You know, and that didn't work out <laughs> at I all. Bet. I mean, I tried. I, da- I only dated one girl. One all. girl. Did you say ew? No, <laughs> no. She was very sweet. I, the, the, it all came down to one moment. We were in her bedroom and we were kissing. And I thought, I'm going to fondle her breast. <laughs> and my eyes were closed. And I just remember reaching over and I was massaging it. <laughs> And I opened my eye, and it was her shoulder the whole time. <laughs> that's fucking great. <laughs> and I thought, that's it. I'm, I'm done. done. That's I'm it. Done. Oh, my God. I'm oh done. man. Well, I've heard stories about, I mean, <laughs> my boy thought he lost his virginity because he, he did the crease. Ah! <laughs> right? <laughs> that shit came out and just told the whole school, like, the oh, next week just no. was told everybody. It was really oh, bad. Buddy. Like, and this was somebody I was really close with. That was my boy. Oh. And he bragged the whole, like, the Saturday, the Sunday, like, yeah, man, I was just in it. Just, God. <laughs> Who knows the real truth? But. I definitely and believe her comes story into more. Homeroom is like I have a heat rash right here. <laughs> Just God, <laughs> dog. Yeah. You anyway, know, uh, oops. Your story, that story you just said. If you don't have that written down anywhere, <laughs> I I'm, I'm visual. So as you're saying it, I'm visualizing it. Right. I was like, that's a fucking scene in something uh, like a freaking sitcom. Well, I mean, something. to be fair it's though, she did a have a nipple though, on her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who or would assist. it? I'd be pinching it. <laughs> I didn't know what a breast felt like, so I figured that's what it was. My eyes were totally closed. So. Did you? Did you, maybe I'm asking. Too I much still don't know what a breast feels like. I was still throwing out there. Did you pull the forest? <laughs> Did you finish? <laughs> I just looked and I was like, "Oh, okay, I gotta go home yeah. now." So oh, my mom's awesome. gonna kill me. It's getting late. But you didn't have any like problems with the family or anything like that coming out no, or anything. No, cool. I came out to my mom in seventh grade. Oh wow! I remember I told her I had to tell her something. I told mm-hmm. her I said I'm gay. And she said she already knew in third grade when she saw my Ken doll banging G.I. Joe. Fair. <laughs> and Barbie had to watch. But, oh, uh, nice. But, yeah, she already knew. But she grew up Christian, Baptist, South. So yeah. it, she mm-hmm. knew that I was going to have a very hard time. Mm-hmm. Right. But she didn't know that I had networking skills. You know, I knew how to network in the gay community. So I already had some friends <laughs> you know that were older than me that led the way for me so nice. okay in in the in your community now like where you're at yes i nice. my matter of fact one of my best friends we've been friends since i was in eighth grade and he was a senior mm-hmm. and we've nice. only been friends so good. awesome and that don't, doesn't happen much in the gay community. You usually hook up once or twice and yeah. then become friends so yeah mm-hmm. and you said it's the most liberal city in, in the area like in if the, you go outside of there like you do you run into he says red everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. if you go outside hate? like i live uh 30 minutes out i live in a small well it's a it's becoming big it's called pelham what's about the population mm-hmm. just so we can kind of get so, so <sighs> i can get more of a visual of like when you say small like how small pelham i i mean it's not that small now my hometown is really small oh yeah and it's you know hardcore I wouldn't, well, I I would say redneck. Well, yeah. yeah. What's the population in Haleyville like? It's, but, it, like well, that's gotten small because. 4,000 like people or something or like. It know, used to be grand. a thriving town, but they built a new interstate that bypassed all these small towns yeah. that a lot of truckers had to go through. Mm-hmm. And they're all drying up. And that's why they're becoming crystal meth. Mm. Havens. Havens, yeah. yeah. Yep. Sounds like wow. Apache Junction, all right. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes. 
Cool. Yeah, it's they, nice to have you. Apache, Apache Junction has options, though. They can just drive 45 minutes west and be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but small it, towns, though, they can just cook that right in their kitchen. In the rural <laughs> south, I mean, you, you can be on the fringes of a big city like Birmingham. I mean, I remember I used to take back roads on the occasions when I had to drive from my home in Birmingham to the University of Alabama campus in Tuscaloosa. Um, you can take the interstate, but I would take back roads just for funsies, just, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy the view or whatever. Yeah. But I would also play little games along the way, like count the Confederate flags oh. yeah. or count the weird mailboxes made out of scrap metal or count mm. how many people have a goat in their yard that day or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sound, like, because this is shit you could do there because flag. it's the South. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, right. When you get out of, of the city. <laughs> You're in the county, so yeah. county life is different than city life. Yeah, your yeah. kind ain't welcoming these hip hops, boy. <laughs> that kind of fucking county. Yeah. I heard a number of story from my fellow Marine buddies. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen one of your kind before in real life. <laughs> like what? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like for real? Like I, I'm, I don't think I'm racist. This is one of my best friends. Like I can call him right now. <laughs> he uh-huh. said. He said. He said. Until I went to boot camp, I've never seen a black person with my own eyes. I've seen him on TV, like football and movies and Where's shit like that. Where is this person from? He was, so he's born, I can't remember where, but he's the one that lives in Mobile now. Okay. Wow. I'm gonna but guess he, had to, he had to get out of his town he, because... It sounds like he might be from a flyover state, because here's an interesting experience my husband told me about. He went to, I, I can't remember where the hell it was. I want to say it was like Kansas or something dumb for a job interview. This was a long time ago. And we're from Alabama. Like, there's lots of black people in Alabama. Right. It's a, you know, very urban center community. Right. Our, our home club is an urban club or whatever. Um, but he was at this job interview with other people from around the nation. And he said he distinctly remembers they were all walking as a group down the street in the afternoon to go to a pub or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and one of the guys in the group was like, whoa, fellas, whoa, fellas, look alive. It looks like trouble over there. And he was referring to across the street, there were like a couple of black kids, like children, like, (laughs) like, uh, like a very Trayvon Martin kind Uh, of vibe, you know, like kids. Children. er And you're afraid of them. Yeah. And my husband (laughs) was just like, what? Why? Why? What? But it it, it dawned on him. He was like, oh, you were not raised around any other ethnicity right. other than your own right yeah. you haven't stepped outside of your yeah and it's just so peculiar to me that your first instinct is like a fear reaction because right. i'm like that's a child it's yeah. so weird it's, yeah, it's, it's odd. Yeah. yeah some of the stories that uh, they were sharing i was it, like yeah. holy shit mine's <laughs> the opposite of that because i'm originally from el paso texas a flyover state <laughs> city um but the population is 90 percent or more Hispanic. Sure. So leaving there, coming here, I was just like, Hello. like I never, I didn't know racism existed. Still, I did never experienced it until I moved here. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, why are these people hating me? I was like, what, what's happening here? But it was like, it was just weird. And then I heard about the whole Martin Luther King. There was right. the last thing, and it was just like, it. I saw a dude on the street promoting a. A KKK meeting. I was like, Whoa. "This is insane!" Yeah, but I wanted to ask you because uh, I'm assuming you came out earlier in your life. You came out recently. Mm-hmm. What? Who? Like, who did you? And how? What did you do? Who did you like come out yeah. to? And, and like, was it on Facebook or call no? People? Like, I'll I'll let Junior go first because your yeah. story predates mine. Yeah, like when did you, um, who did you come out to? Was it your family? I came out to my mother and a few close friends that I knew that were gay. Yeah. Uh, but back then, it was the early 90s. I couldn't, right. I couldn't say anything right. because it was, you know, I mean, the only place point. to meet a gay, another gay person was a gay bar back mm-hmm. then because technology did not allow you to hook up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we had, I think, three bars in Birmingham at the time, you yeah. know, and that's where you would meet people. Yeah. And yeah. if you saw them out, you know, you kind of acted cool. Now it's different. It's cool. totally different. So, yeah. I mean, I wasn't scared then, but, but yeah, I told my, I think I told my grandmother, uh, my father, he passed before I could tell him anything. So 
but yeah yeah and my mother's uh my mother has a very large family she has 12 brothers and sisters and her youngest oh, sister dang. has been on facebook and she recently uh called my mother up and she goes god did you know junior was gay <laughs> <laughs> like recently uh, i've known about, that since myspace <laughs> probably about uh, uh at least six months ago and my oh, mother's wow. like where the hell have you been <laughs> <laughs> like, she said he's been gay forever. That's right. <laughs> I love that. That's wild. Uh, what about you? Saskia? Mine, I, I came out to my husband first, obviously, because uh-huh. felt like he ought to know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but um, the way I did it was very different than what you would have experienced. But it just so happened to be national coming out day and since that was in the ether and i was having this experience i was like i'm just i'm gonna do it i'm just gonna say it and i happened to be booked on a show that night so i did it in my set wow and the way i did it it was kind of like well you never know if somebody's telling the truth in a comedy set or whatever so it was just kind of me that was my way of testing the water a little bit and then after the fact like very soon after the fact, I was like, what the fuck did I just do? What did I just do? What did I just do? Oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. I just ruined my entire life just now. Yeah. And it was not the case at all. It, everybody was so super supportive wow. um, and really kind. And um, and it really, really, it, I'll, I'll, I'll cry if I sit here and talk about uh, it too much, but, but there's a lot of good people yeah. that mm-hmm. are in the scene in, here yeah. there's a lot of shitty ones but there's right. a lot of good ones that really rallied around me and made it a lot easier and i was going to cool. say when yeah, you cool. did i completely agree and i was going to say when you you did bring up your husband and you told him i, I just got to say everybody that her husband is one of the coolest he's people i've super met super cool he's so super progressive cool. he's like way more evolved than yeah. any of us are That's cool. like and i how, don't know how long have y'all two uh, been married and together we had we are coming up on our 18th wedding anniversary next month but we've been knowing each other since we were teenagers we first met uh because he was my stepbrother at the times best friend from school um this yeah my (laughs) anytime i get to talking anytime i get to talking (laughs) about my step step people or whatever you have to understand my mother has been married six times that i know of Uh. so yeah there's there's a whole lot of people stories in my in my history and if you don't have any context for it you're just like who the fuck are all these people but that at the time right so at the time my mother's fourth husband's son was my stepbrother that year and (laughs) and so he and my and my husband were best friends so that's how we got acquainted Um, but we didn't really date until we were a little bit older than that maybe I was like 19 and he was 21 and it we dated for about a year or so I think and we really really loved each other but it was that kind of part of your life where it's like he's newly 21 he wants to go out bar hopping I can't go can't because go where he's I, yeah. Legally can go. So right. yeah, so you it was knew just that at nineteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. I well, I say God, this with the full acknowledgement that I spent my prom night uh, at a bar because I had been to prom the year before and I didn't think it was that great. A bar mm-hmm. was better, but oh, um, yeah. no. So it was that whole thing. So we parted ways and then we were apart for about two years. But the whole time he was the only ex boyfriend that i had that i didn't like fucking hate you right. know like it was just one of those things where it's like well we didn't work out because of timing so when he kind of circled back around um i i think it, in his mind's eye he was just like i'm just i'm gonna go for it i'm not gonna let her go and i was like hmm. you're good at rollerblading let's do this that's why i got married yeah like you said the ether yeah you know, things just brought y'all back yeah together. the universe sure. was watching cool. and listening yeah yeah we had maureen on here a while back and uh she was telling uh, the story about the barbecue and how mm-hmm. he brought the the grouper oh from, yeah uh, hell yeah from alabama uh-huh and like when I first heard Grouper, I thought we were having an orgy. No. <laughs> God damn. It's a new app for coupons on. I used it on. Yeah, I used it on that episode too. Grouper. I just wanted to test That's it on you guys. Um, worked. Um, <laughs> do you guys have 
Like, what do you are when you're in town? Are you gonna jump on any shows? Are you? I've been trying to, to find mics? him spots, but yeah, we're absolutely. What's your plans tonight? I'm mic. jumping right in. What's your plans tonight? I don't know. I, I don't just had a cancellation. Oh, really? Yeah, I can wow. maybe throw a five-minute little spot. We're in. Let's go. That's what I'm, we're doing. At the Roadhouse. Done. Feel free to stop in. Done deal. Okay. I'd right like there. to share. Hey, fucking. That's one thing. I. I, I don't know. When you start putting on shows, it's it's weird how fast. Like I think other comics first forget maybe that you're new at this like mm-hmm. i'm new as a promoter and trying to put on shows right, right? Yeah. but yet everybody's got some way to tell you how to do your <laughs> shit <laughs> you know like with working with don with the podcast like this is his thing but mm-hmm. people will come to me like hey you know what you guys should do like yeah i, I don't care I it's don't don's care. Yeah, fucking exactly. thing <laughs> like i'm here with it and i'm support it and i'm with it but again, I don't either. bring all my shit like Don. You know what the fuck needs to happen. You know, like well, it it's just weird. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But then I think also a lot of times people forget, like, or I, I, it's my observation anyway. I do my best not to forget when I was just barely starting out, yeah, mm-hmm. and trying to get you know that three minute or five minute or seven or building a set. Yeah, even. you know what I mean? Like, fuck, dude. Just I remember just distinctly the hardest, the hardest five minutes is your first five minutes. <laughs> Yeah. ever when you're right. starting right. like yeah. that was the most daunting thing <laughs> when we first started i was like i don't know how i'm gonna fill five yeah. minutes up yeah. do you remember and that? now oh. i'm i'm just lousy with stop. verbal diarrhea i just <laughs> yeah i can't stop exactly do, do but you, there's uh, a, that phenomenon of like when you're a creative person people yeah. always have like their thing that they want to inject into it like yeah. you could use this for one of your skits i love that <laughs> like don't ever say skit to me i first love of that all. <laughs> i know and second of all, it, write it in a letter. I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Email me. That's yeah. totally true. I like it's when good. you're first starting out, I think, well, for myself and to help me out here. How did y'all like, I think one of, for me, one of the biggest things that I had to learn how to do was not cut off people's laughter. Like, especially in a five yeah. minute bit, because uh, you have so yeah. much to just say and you're like, I got to say everything. But it's like, fuck, if you say one joke and they laugh for the rest of the four minutes. Well, right. Well, that's because yes. when you first start, you're you're almost doing recitation. You're just like, <laughs> I, I wrote this five minutes and now I'm going to say it to you. Every <laughs> word. This is my, this like is my set word. that I spend a long time editing and writing on and I'm going to say all of yeah. these things to you. <laughs> and then as you advance in your, you know, performative life, you start to... Swinging. Yeah, you want to be president. You want to present, present in the in the room. You right. want to be engaging the audience in what's really happening in the space right mm-hmm. then, and you you will start to realize that comics who don't do that yep. get kind of they fall by the wayside because they're not being fresh all the time. And it's it's not, fake. You can see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's you know you're talking about being new at stuff. I still feel like a baby comic. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm five yeah. years in, and I still very much feel like yep. I'm still that's, figuring this out. That's normal. And and because of that, I have a tremendous passion for helping people who are just coming into comedy. You know, it's their freshman year of comedy or mm-hmm. whatever. If they've got the right attitude, and I think that they're actually funny, I will bend over backwards to help you that's yeah. do you know whatever it is you want to do. Do yeah. you want to do? Sh- stuff at a club do you want to do bar shows do you want to be a motivational speaker what do you want to do and part of that i'm glad you brought maureen up because i'm very heavily involved in her enterprise now which is crack ups crack ups comedy Mm. um she runs a workshop on monday nights i have grown more in that workshop than i have doing any number of open mics over the years because it's it's at tosos in phoenix every monday night at seven and it's a thing that it gets a lot of heat from from some of the open mic community because she does charge to come and sit in and do it but in my opinion i'm like you're investing in yourself it's the it is the same quality yeah. experience that i've yeah. had in comedy classes where you pay a couple hundred dollars and yeah. you go for which right. it's a class is, it's to, school yes to me it's 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 uh it, it, to have a comedy buddy right like you don't have a friend this is how you do it a mm-hmm. lot of us pay for the video at a club to get we pay more than ten dollars yep. probably 20 yep but this you're getting it is ten dollars right so yep and then bucks. you get feedback per, oh, per it's, it's, it's well, almost even what? better than a video <laughs> like, wait, what? no it's definitely better because it's constructive feedback and, and a different the, view right the way the way maureen has 
curated this this group is you know that we're all very respectful to one another we try to be i mean every <laughs> once in a while somebody pops in who's an outlier and just it's you know whatever but <laughs> but by and large the chemistry of the group that she's created is that we're all here trying to help each other grow and the thing that i've noticed is people that are coming week to week i can see their progress mm. week to week right, right. i can see people who started maybe maybe i just became acquainted with them like three months ago and their set is so much more advanced than anybody else on that same trajectory would be yep. if they had not done that workshop sure. comedy classes yep workshop i mean like i know that there's a lot of people out there that are like well you're not a real comedian if you have well, to go to, to school about it but you can one. suck my lady dick <laughs> yeah, look my thing i don't know and, and maybe i'm just different with it all you know like i always look to like you said, you put skin in the game. Yeah. Yep. If I put money in it, I know I'm going to show the fuck up. Yeah. Now, I yep. can drive around town all fucking day and nothing wrong with that. If you're an open biker and keep running to different shows, sure. that's cool, too. More power to you. This is just me and my experience in life. Like, I could have woke up one day and just pretended that I was a Marine. Or I could have went to fucking a recruiter, got recruited, went to boot camp, right. graduated. Like, there's steps to it. You look at football players. NFL. They had to get coached. You just mm -hmm. don't fucking show up. Yeah. Very, I mean, some do. They're called walk-ons, right? Yeah. Good fucking luck. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. Yeah. Actors, acting school, fucking musicians, all kinds of people. Now, there are the greats that are self-taught. Of course. far and fucking few. Yeah, yeah. Far and fucking few. Well, and so why mention, not have some extra little help? Yeah. Little well, the coaching. curriculum that we study now is influenced by those people who right, didn't yes. have a roadmap for right. all of it. And it's like, why... Why do you want to spend three years learning the hard way when you could just check into something that's already like, Boom. here's a great tip for you right out of the gate. Boom. Move the fucking mic stand. Yep. <laughs> There's a Boom. big fucking big. <laughs> I love that one. I'd be, just, I'd be watching that one fucking from yeah. the get go. See, here's another reason why I don't go to open mics very often anymore, because I have such low patience for that kind of shit, where Fuck. if I get up there after somebody else doesn't move the mic stand, I... <laughs> I shouldn't do this, but I'm like, hey, y'all know this thing fucking moves, right? You're funny. <laughs> you don't have to leave it in front of you. Unless the, you're the, that comic. Unless you, you, because there are comics that do the stand. I mean, I've noticed no, no. You, you've gotten a lot better. You, you, keep, stand, it. you keep it you in the, you don't it. even take it out the stand. That's, that's fine. Your pulse. If you're but using it. But if you're it. taking it out and you just leave it standing there, it's naked. Yeah. It's skinny. Why are you, well, yeah. They, they don't just leave it there. That's the problem. And the, and the opposite side of, of seeing it from a different angle is that, I put on the open mic now, so that's yeah. my equipment that you're fondling and jacking yeah. off for fucking no reason. Put it away because uh -huh. you're going to break my shit. Uh, yes. I mean, there, there's that element of it. It's Point. not all about just like writing and performance. True. There's an etiquette yeah. when you're dealing with venues, when you're dealing with producers. Yeah. There's an etiquette that comes along with promoting the show. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, some producers want you to utilize your social media. They've taken the time to make a really nice flyer for you, you to share <laughs> and to get yep. that information out there. And then if you're just sitting on your dead ass and then the day of the show you <laughs> post one thing about it you can suck my balls because that's not helping you it know doesn't, and it doesn't help i mean i'll put you in a situation you're at a club mic or let's say there's a club mic and you break their fucking mic stand what then you think that's a good thing mm -hmm. it's not gonna look good on you mm -hmm. you just fucked it all up leave it alone that's it i'm, I'm kind of surprised at this you at the scale of the city that that you don't charge a five dollar open mic fee. Well, really? see, this New is York, part of Chicago. They all charge. I was doing mics there. Well, this is part of maybe things will be changing don't, real soon. Don't well, tell anybody. <laughs> listen, this is part of why I think it's brilliant that Maureen does charge ten dollars for her thing because yeah. it weeds out yes. the the people who just really are well, are there to hear the themselves well, do, talk. Yeah. Do you think? What do you? Th what are your you thoughts know? on this too? Like the Good classroom point. is the is the um the fact that they're like you say you get feedback right mm -hmm. Mar Mar I might slaughter her name marine marine, marine. marine. Mm -hmm. like marine 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 <laughs> hoorah anyway. yeah, it's just about <laughs> um like a lot of times like there's no real feedback because mm -hmm. everyone's just going through their own notes their own shows there's fucking sidebar talking yes. like fucking you yeah. you know firsthand how annoying this is why do you do it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what i mean mm -hmm. yeah well that's why it's disrespect I, I, 
Yeah. yeah. There. In that's one what, fucking that's, word. That's 100% it. exactly what it is. It's disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> At our open mic, like now it's, it's, it's Coley's and, and Justin Kirshner that are hosting it now i'm just the producer of it damn moving up baby but because i i I put it on i promote it i feel responsible for it so when i'm there Mm -hmm. you know people come and visit and they want to say hi and they want to hang out but i'm i'm right next right in front of the people that are performing and i'm there giving my attention but everybody's like oh yeah you're lost over here in the corner i was like because I'm paying attention. See, mm-hmm. that's that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Nothing bugs me more than when somebody is booked on a show, they don't come at the designated call time, Ooh, and then they leave before the whole program's over. Yeah, I hate and I pay attention to this shit, yeah. and I have like a mental list of folks that, you know, yeah. if it's ever <laughs> up to me, hmm. yeah. Don't quit your day job. It's, shit. it's, it's yeah. funny. So you, <laughs> yeah. you headlined one of my shows, right? And um, thank you to my lady for giving the shout out because you were Ooh. fucking amazing. Ow. <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> um, definitely got to get you back, thank by you. the way. I, yeah, uh, I'd love to. <laughs> um, like I, in the first opening before we even start mm-hmm. the show, I say to everyone, like, if you got to leave, I get it. Like, I'm not here to right. hold you fucking sure. hostage. But if you can. Because plus the show was three hours at that time. Now yeah. it's two hours, by the way. That's good. I was going to say. And only eight comics. And only eight comics now, too. Yeah. I was going to say, down. I like how you said the, the first opening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, when we first, like, before the show yeah. starts. And, you know, because I, I also like to take that group photo afterwards. Yeah. You know, and again, I get it. If you got to leave, you got to leave. Sure, I'm not going to sure. hold you hostage. But the amount of different support. Because also, say you're the sixth comic up or the fifth. And you did bring that crowd. Mm-hmm. You're, if you leave, your crowd most likely is going to follow with you. Right. Yep. Maybe they'll last one more comment because they're not. Everyone's not going yep. to the same location. Right. But, but if, if you, you leave and they were there, if you stay just to share that wealth with your fellow comics, yes. it, it goes a long way. Yeah. You know, just really. I, maybe it's the marina me. I just love that unity and that teamwork and that. No, I'm I with feel you your on pain. This. You know what I mean? I, I think it, what we experience in stand up, stand up is such a solo thing that there there is plenty of ego floating around mm. in the stand up community. And I was just talking to Junior about this in the car on the way here. I have found that some of the best people in stand up are the ones who also have a toe in the improv world mm. because mm. that community of players, they are super tight. They are Group. super supportive. Supportive, super encouraging of mm-hmm. one another, um, you know, and, and they're kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they maintain, you know, decorum. They have etiquette. They, they, they're more like theater professionals <laughs> where we respect the call time. We're all here until the end. Right, we right. all have to pull our weight. We all need to know when to share focus, when to right. get out of the way mm. and understand not everything is about you. It's the show. And it's, it, yes, you, you are in service of the program. The, the crowd too. Right. And yeah. like, yeah. and one of the things I've noticed and since I'm on my fucking soapbox, I, I am also, <laughs> I, I have been hosting, I started hosting at Stardome, which yes. Junior can attest is a huge auditorium yes it's a big it's a 400 seat dinner theater auditorium kind of thing so i started on a big ass stage and i'm here to tell you there is no sound louder than the sound of 400 people not fucking laughing (laughs) so you learn quick in that environment Mm -hmm. and i learned quick from people who were very professional that that were in that position that I was taking cues from and so to come out here or anywhere else in any market where you get a host who is not serving the show and doing the job right. of being a host those people piss me the fuck off yeah. but and, and sometimes and maybe I shouldn't be pissed off but it's like they don't understand that the host is a different role yep. than the comic true yep. and if you get an opportunity to host, that's not you getting to do five minutes between every comic. No. It's you are responsible for controlling the energy of the room. Yep. Right. And you are responsible for maintaining the pace of the show. Yep. It is, it is even, in my opinion, it's more like a producer's job, yep. but you're also going on stage. Well said. And it's up to you to set the tone at the top, to bring the energy, to be as as you know accommodating to the audience as right. you can be right. you're not there to shit on them you're not there to shit on your their hometown <laughs> the, the venue the <laughs> shit host, on the venue 
Fuck shit the on the fuck? venue. Oh, like, right, what are, what do you think, who do you think you are? Like, do people? Right, yeah, it's like, what are you? Is this your first yeah, day, God, man? What's wrong with but you, like, man? yeah, but hosts will will come in and then they'll shit on the comics who are on the lineup. Yes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You are not serving yeah. the show when you do that. Yep. You're kind of like an energy monitor. If yes. if it needs it, then put something in it if it doesn't right. need it just introduce the next comic we exactly. let the energy keep going exactly. baby that's what and they're is. always the comics they're like wonder why they won't have me back <laughs> uh, <laughs> wonder what went wrong exactly it's always the one um so you guys going tonight yes yeah, for Hell sure yeah. 7:30. Yeah. We'll come. Yeah. We'll yeah. Yeah. okay before we leave i do have to say a couple of things okay so i've been telling all these other people but I haven't told you about this. But mm-hmm. I think I told you this the last time we uh, were, were talking. Um, but I tell everybody this, that <clears throat> going to a, this workshop, it's about seeing if you, your set through somebody else's eyes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I learned uh, from Saskia. So that that's oh, just by you. me studying somebody better than me right so Stop. when she went up You're there give me a big head i'm gonna be worthless tonight okay no she, keep going. I, i've seen her set and i love her set every time i see it it's awesome but she did it one time on her own as as a different character with a different accent a different voice a different whole personality I'll do that from time to time. It's yeah. amazing. So that just, I appreciate that. That just got my brain. It like overstimulated it. It just was just, oh my god! <laughs> now I gotta try this like that. I gotta mm-hmm. try this like that. And and it may not work, but R- right. at least I tried it. And now mm-hmm. I, I don't have to do it as me. It could be somebody else saying it's it. a or discovery it's, process. Right. Yeah, it it's awesome. it's literally it's play yep. you're playing yeah. with with your material and the reason why i do that why i will do character sets or i will do material that i've done a thousand times but in a voice or something like that and the reason why i do that is to entertain myself because i don't know about y'all but i get sick of my <laughs> same boredom. jokes so in order to inject some life into that then i do it for my own entertainment but it's also part of discovery where it's like you know, I'll say this all the time in the workshop where I'll just be like, as an exercise, get, do your set in the mirror and deliver it like you're a newscaster or something or just whatever lends itself mm-hmm. to what, whatever they're trying to convey. I'm like, just take on that persona and see what comes out. Yeah. You might not get anything out of it, but I guarantee you there'll be one little tidbit of something, one little glance at yourself, one facial expression you do, one intonation mm-hmm. of, of your voice or just a certain turn of phrase when you deliver a certain thing. You will get something out of it. Yeah, Good point. Yep. yeah. See, you just have to be willing to do that that ex- exploration. Yeah. yeah, work is what yeah. it is. And you're part of the workshop, correct? It's I am. I'm there just about every you. week. Yeah. So people can see... This is the brain that's there as well. But Maureen, she she was on here with Adam, gave her whole history of everything. So everybody's already seen what she's done. And, you know, it it just speaks for itself. So you've got both of them definitely to do the workshop. Um, Another thing I wanted to ask before uh, we let you guys go, who is, would you say is your ultimate or who what comic do you look up to now and let's just go with that one who wants to start <laughs> junior who, who what comic do you love right now wanda sykes i'm sorry wanda, wanda sykes, sykes. God. Nah, that's a good a bunch of different ones it's great yeah, powerhouse though awesome. she's awesome mm-hmm. okay i i want i can go, counter go, real quick uh, junior who was the comic that you uh, growing up who was the stand-up comic I mean, Wanda Sykes has still been around, though. Probably Joan minute. Rivers. Joan Rivers. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. All right. My, uh, my favorite comics have always been women. Okay. Because I can see their point of view better. Yeah. Being a gay man yeah. for mm. some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I just, it, like Tim Allen, and I, I just could never relate to him. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, I could, now, David Chappelle, I mean... <laughs> I mean, amazing, he right? could, I mean, he's just the he's God. Just, so. He just transcends the, the God every yeah. Yeah. Yes. We all so know. <laughs> I do. I love him. And there's a lot of male comics, but 
for some reason, I'm just drawn to female comics. Okay. Nice. And Is I feel it? like they don't get the credit they deserve. <laughs> they really what, don't. what woman does? Exactly. I hate to say that. Uh, I will give. You know, I give my mom. Like, if you you come to my shows, you see my mama always in there. Like, and I'm telling somebody else, like, how much she needs to be respected. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I was raised by a single mother. I don't play that shit too well. (laughs) I don't play that shit too well. It doesn't go over for single mothers, man. Straight up. (laughs) Um, But I will give a shout out to the Phoenix female comedy community because, Mm -hmm. as you're saying that, I'm just thinking. I've had so you many yep. female comics, and and no disrespect to any other comment out there is not about that. It's just y'all have something out here, and it's fucking special. And I love seeing the female comics out here, and it's, you're one of my favorites of all time. Oh, so thank you. I yeah. re- I truly appreciate that, and I will amazing. co-sign that that the the lady <laughs> <Yes>. comedy <laughs> community out here is is very yeah. supportive and nice. There are uh, there's outliers everywhere, but everywhere by and large, yeah, it's Gosh. it's a really nice so many community out here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what about yeah? What about you? Who's your favorite right now? Oh, right now. I love Maria Bamford. Oh, I oh, I rewatch Lady Dynamite. I rewatch mm. her specials. She's just I, I identify with her very closely with the mental illness stuff and the quirky lady stuff. And I just I just she just resonates with me. Um, but I also just adore John Mulaney. Oh, and his last special I thought was great. Um, his, you know, after rehab, whatever. It yeah. does bum me out when comedians have a baby because then they want to talk about it. And I'm like, uh. stop. But <laughs> he didn't really pontificate too much on that part of, mm. of you know, his yeah. life. But um, I can see that. I can see both of those. But I just think he is just such a a good writer and yeah. you know his his delivery is always so polished and so uniquely him mm-hmm. like i i want to be the lady john mulaney when i grow wow. up you that's know. heavy mm-hmm. that's, that's good heavy. that's good okay i got one more right. quick question from yeah. either one of you, both of you one-liners or stories oh. with hard punches gosh it's like trying to decide between if you like Christmas or, new, <laughs> or your birthday. I like them both. I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> that's how I am. I do. I love them both. Seriously, that's how I I can't feel. decide. I, what, what type of comic are you? One line. <laughs> I'm a one-liner, a probably. One-liner. I'm like kind I of a purist in that way where yeah. it's like mm-hmm. formulaic writing and stuff. But right. that's not to say that I don't have stories that right. I do punch up. But for me, it starts with let's let's write the jokes mm-hmm. and figure out what's funny there because that, that's just kind of how I ha- my brain works. I, I, I reverse engineer it. And if I want to tell a story, I can put the funny shit in the story. Boom. But if I don't have time to tell a story, then I still have one-liners that I can throw out. And Junior? I'm more, I guess I'm a one-liner. I've become more of a, trying to dip more into storytelling and more crowd working, trying to expand it all. That's a skill in its own. It is, it is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've been trying to expand, doing a little bit more. You know, it's just according to what kind of, event is you know if you've got five minutes it's probably not a great time to right. do oh god please yeah right. please don't you know, if you're doing we a gotta five learn the hard set. way with that one yeah <laughs> 15 minutes okay yeah 15, <laughs> 20 minutes you, you know. can play at 15 but yeah if you're doing a five minute set don't have a goddamn <laughs> joke that takes two minutes to tell you know oh like gosh, it, it, yeah yes. that's a hard unless skill. it's just laughs 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 the entire time i mean that's what it's about it's just you want to pack as many laughs as you can right. in those right. shorter yeah, sets so you get the most impact out of right. it yep That's i once awesome. heard i once heard this one and it was great um he said you got to remember that when you're on the stage you're the entertainer you're the movie that they're not watching at home you're the disneyland ride that they came to fucking wait in line to see so if you tell one-liners you bet they're gonna punch yeah like a random fight but if you're a storyteller which is absolutely fine but remember I'm on a fucking roller coaster and I am engaged with you and I'm waiting for yes. that fucking. So when that fucking ride drops, yeah. it better fucking woo! Right. And it better hit because if your punch don't hit and you tell a story, because I'm, I'm intense. That's, I'm like, okay, be quiet. We're right here. We're right here. He's going to die. And then it just. 
Yeah, it's and about payoff. It's like yeah. if you're gonna ask me to invest two minutes into this, <laughs> right? You know, I better be dripping pee a little bit <laughs> at, at least <laughs> when pee? you get, you get to the punch. You know, no. No, no, she said just dripping pee like, a little just bit. Just a little pee. <laughs> I'm 42. It don't take much. He's I mean, jumping right like, to the gun. You know, He's like, I better come. I want the whole nut. Like, yeah, damn, bro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I want to drip pee. Dirty Don Dario. <laughs> um, but before, like merch. yeah, there you go. I dripped pee. Oh, <laughs> trademarked. Uh, <laughs> I dripped pee at a Don Dario show. No, that's Saskia, your trademark. That's your trademark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so who was like growing up? Who was like the original comic? Growing or, up, like, I spent remember? so much time watching VH1 Stand Up Spotlight. Oh, yeah. I know that yeah, Rosie yeah. O'Donnell fell out of oh, yeah. favor when all the view things oh, happened or whatever. Yeah. You you are not going to be funnier than Rosie O'Donnell. Listen to me, you fuckers. You, <laughs> Close up. You will never... Ever, ever Tell be funnier than Rosie O'Donnell. She is a genuinely funny human. She's been doing stand-up longer than you've been alive. She's done movies valued at more than your life is ever going to be worth. So if you don't like it, then, I don't know, step back and uh, start your own comedy empire, I guess. <laughs> Do <laughs> no. something. No, but you know what I mean, though? It's yeah, like yeah. she got unpopular for whatever reason, but it doesn't take away from the fact that she is a brilliant fucking stand-up. Yep. Yeah, always was, always will be. Right, very true. Even very, though she very. doesn't really do that anymore, but that's right. where that was it's my started. introduction. It's like I was VH1 Stand Up Spotlight, hosted by Rosie Hell O'Donnell, yeah. and then by Bobby Collins, mm. uh, and a lot of the comics that came up during that heyday of of you know televised stand up mm. comedy. That was just I just ate that shit up Hell when I was yeah. a kid. Nice. And I've been consuming it since I was a little bitty kid because I would yeah, stay yeah, up all night watching TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Same so, here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live was for me. Yep. Yep. Until the TV went true. rainbow. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, for real. Like, it was fucking fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Or it went salt and pepper like my black ass. Mm -hmm. Or, did the, or my mulatto <laughs> ass. <laughs> did the United States flag. No. The, yeah. I've never seen the United States. No. I don't recall the TV going to the United With States flag. Uh, I remember the rainbow colors. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, eh. America like, song. and that lets you know take your the ass America to bed because right. yeah. the TV like, was, was off. It, was it great? Or it went salt and pepper. Or, or those others. Uh, a lot or of that happened in the early eighties. Yeah. I think, yeah, okay, but those came after the airways were off. Now we got TV. Yeah, you can watch TV yeah, the rest of your fucking life, and it'll never yeah. go off the air. Yeah, but infomercials are like such a huge part of like our oh, cultural yes. zeitgeist. I feel like like. Yeah. Miss Cleo, oh God. like the yeah. cards don't lie, you know, like <laughs> all that shit. Like that's iconic to me, and I, it's part of. It's part I remember of. that very distinctly. <laughs> commercial breaks in. That was all the things stuff. I watched. You're making me think too much. Uh, I'm thinking. I just. <laughs> God damn it! Dick, dick cards I'm don't lie. Fucking Ron Popeil. And do you remember Rob Popeil? Uh -uh. No, he Who created that? every goddamn thing. Okay. Every small, he did the, like, the dude would be the, bald. It and it was just a yeah. spray, spray, yeah. spray. Spray hair. Spray yeah, hair. I remember and spray hair. That, the, the vacuum hair cutter, the hair, vacuum hair trimmer. The Floby. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and then you had the juice man. Oh, that You just put all the yes. goddamn thing in there. You don't pill it. <laughs> you put the rhubarb in there, you pill it. Yeah. Straight up, one of my favorite <laughs> all-times, like, all-time quotable comedy things, like, my favorite movie is So I Married an Axe Murderer oh, with yes. Mike Myers. Uh, Mike this is Myers. like, and the thing with the mother who was just like, would you look what I got? I got my very own Garth Brook juice tiger. I just everything now. <laughs> juice tiger. <laughs> that's <laughs> just awesome. everything now. Oh, I love that. The Garth Brook juice diet. That's good. My juice tiger. That's a good Scottish accent. That was always my favorite part on Saturday Night Live is their commercials. Yes. That they would do. Oh, hell yeah. Especially that beer commercial that they were. Oh, the became, iconic Chris Farley, yeah, uh, Adam Sandler gay. thing. Oh. It, was, it was like, sh yeah, like shots, beer, whatever. And it would be like some some studly hunk in a oh speedo doing a cannonball into a pool and they're like <laughs> <laughs> yes. for me that was a dream come true yeah. <laughs> like, oh. 
Yeah. I love Hell it. Yeah. I love that. Oh, That's awesome. I want That's so cool. I want that for this podcast. I want like fake commercials just to like split it up. I so think that would be, be dope. If y'all fucking do that together, just send them to me. I'm going to put it in the comments, there you people. Go. Um, thank you guys for being here, man. Is there anything that you want to promote? Websites, uh, social media handles, stuff like that? Oh, Shows. oh my God. Uh, I would love to promote uh, our to appearance it. tonight at the Roadhouse <laughs> yeah. in Phoenix. Just booked it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I always like to pimp the Crack Ups Comedy Night workshops on Monday. Monday. Yeah. I always like to remind people that I am very good at comedy and placed in a couple of competitions that I'll be appearing in soon. So you can follow me on the facial book at Saskia B. And you can follow me on the Instagram at B Saskia because they wouldn't let me have the same handle. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. nice. What about you? Junior? Uh, let's see. You can catch me tonight. <laughs> um, you can catch me at JR Cook Comedy Instagram. Uh, you can also follow me on Facebook, uh, same handle. Um, or you can always catch me at any Cracker Barrel parking lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be selling T-shirts. It says Meemaw said I didn't have to. Meemaw. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here, man. Uh, Thank you all for watching. Stay safe and have fun in life, folks. Remember to live to laugh and laugh to live because without laughter, what's the point? True. Yes. Thank you, y'all. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you guys so much for